Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm Macaretta, and I interview real women with real stories about real life stuff. I'm inviting you to laugh, cry, and connect with my guests as they share some of their most impactful life experiences, from their brightest moments to their darkest hours. For more stories and an opportunity to share your own, visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. Welcome to This Girl Puts Out podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Today, we are recording the second podcast in a series about achieving health through weight management and everything that goes with it. Um, Things like why it's so difficult to lose weight, nutrition, body image, exercise, our mental health, etc. So in this series, I'm talking to experts as well as individuals who are sharing their personal experiences so that... Uh, The goal is that we have a broader understanding of this huge topic, which affects so many of us and learn how to deal with it better and maybe in a kinder way, since um, there's so much negativity associated with trying to lose weight and body image. So today we're going to talk about dietary and nutrition choices for healthy weight management through a positive lens and mindset. And I'd like to introduce my guest, Jess Bennett. Jess is a registered dietitian and she holds a Master of Science in Dietetics and she is also a certified integrative and functional nutrition practitioner, which is a scientific but holistic approach to nutrition. Um, And she believes this is the best way to achieve optimal health. And she is very passionate about her practice. And I'm so, so grateful to have grabbed this beautiful and intelligent, insightful woman to talk to us today. So welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for that lovely introduction. (laughs) So we're going to jump right in, Jess, and talk about, um, can you tell us how you came to study nutrition? I can. Um, So most of my life, I've been interested in how to optimize health. And I was always involved in athletics and, you know, I was a gymnast growing up and, um, you know, also struggled with some body image issues. And then when I got my first bachelor's degree, it was in health science. So that was just sort of a general area of study in, in health. And I got a little bit of everything. And while I was doing that, while I was earning that degree, I did an internship in California with a holistic chiropractor who used other holistic remedies. And I got a little sample of that. And then I went to Australia for a semester and I studied naturopathic medicine there and um, came back, graduated with my first bachelor's and decided I wanted to become a naturopathic physician. Mm-hmm. And I looked into the, the schooling and you know what was involved and found out that New York State is is not the friendliest place to practice as a naturopath. So I said, well, what is the area that I feel makes the biggest impact? And I have always believed that food is our first medicine and we can change so much about our health just by changing what we eat. So I said, well, I'm going to look into learning everything I can about food and how it affects the body and our relationships with food. And I decided to become a registered dietitian. So I earned my second bachelor's and my master's in dietetics and got my RD. And um, that's how I came to study nutrition. 
So did your certification in integrative and functional um, nutrition come, it came after, after you finished your master's? Yes. So after you earn your RD, um, which is, you know, you have to take a sit for a exam and you have to do certified um, supervised practice hours and all sorts of things. Then you have to earn continuing education credits to maintain your credential. Mm -hmm. So that was what I studied to earn my continuing education for this cycle. I decided to do the um, integrative and functional Mm -hmm. side of it because you don't really get all of that in a traditional dietetics program. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of decided to do that on my own afterwards. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm going off script already. See, <laughs> this is what <laughs> happens. But is there, is there, um, is there a huge difference in, you know, uh, training for dietetics versus the naturopathic um, approach? Is it, is it really that, that vast? Um, well, the naturopathic medicine involves different modalities. So nutrition would just be one aspect of it. Um, And then, you know, a traditional dietetics program, I call it (laughs) what I, what I refer to as lovingly my government issued education. So, you know, that's more of the standard (laughs) nutrition facts and policies and things like that. You know, I did a lot of clinical, like very clinical work. I had to do rotations in hospitals and calculating tube feeds and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's more of a traditional dietetics education. And then the, um, holistic approach that I wanted to take is just, it, it goes into different, just, it's a little different way of looking at it. It's mm-hmm. more of a different philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did briefly mention, um, that you had a a personal experience with, with body image as a, as a young adult. So can -hmm. you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how that, you know, led you into this as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was growing up, I was, I had kind of, uh, cocktail of risk factors for body image issues. Just being a young woman in our society is a big one. Um, Being involved in gymnastics, you know, where um, you are literally judged by how your body looks and, and not necessarily your appearance or your shape, but the form you're taking, you know, what you're doing with your body and, Mm -hmm. and what you're making that look like. And, um, you know, you're also not wearing much clothes, so (laughs) that Mm -hmm. can factor in. Um, and then I was involved in, you know, modeling and things like that. So I had all of these, um, just pressures to look a certain way Mm -hmm. from society, as I feel that many women in our society do, if not all. Um, and that just, it, it sort of pushed me into a mindset where I was just preoccupied Mm -hmm. with it too much to a healthy, unhealthy level. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to learn to change my relationship with food and my body. And um, I think that it was really healing to study the science of nutrition and sort of the 
the magic of what happens in the body as we metabolize our nutrients and all the different processes that take place. And I became fascinated by what my body can do more than what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really helped heal that, that body image relationship. It's amazing how that, um, body image can go into an unhealthy place so insidiously and so quickly for, for young women, you know, um, just that I feel like the cards are stacked against us from go just because of our, you know, the culture and the society we live in with so much focus on our appearance. Um, they're just, I don't know that from out of the gate, you're, you're behind, you know, and it's such a quiet, um, silent, awful problem for a lot of women. Um, And and I think that many people don't realize that they're perpetuating that when we tell, you know, if we see a little three-year-old girl and she's all dressed up, it's, oh, you look so pretty. Oh, you look so cute. You're so, you're so pretty. But, you know, we see a little boy and we tell him he's such a good boy and it's so, you know, great what he's doing and how he's building those blocks. And I think that, you know, nobody means to perpetuate that, but we, we do, you know, just as a society from a very young age. It's so ingrained. We just, we don't even notice it. We really don't. If we'd sat and picked it apart, we would probably be appalled at, you know, how many examples in one day, things that come out of my own mouth that, (laughs) you know, or things that, that I do to myself or, you know, for myself, I wrote this one blog about how many products it took me to put on my face and my hair and my body to walk out of the house on any mm-hmm. given day, Absolutely, <laughs> you know, so um, we all do it. I don't think we mean to, but how come when we're trying to, we're talking about, you know, weight reduction, why is it such a negative, negatively talked about thing. I mean, nobody talks about diets and weight loss as fun as, you know? Um, So, so, I mean, I think probably I answered my own question, but I'd like to know your thoughts. What, um, you know, why is it such a negative topic? Um, Well, I think it, it just, it comes from a place of, we are not happy with who we are in the moment. Mm -hmm. And something has to change in order for us to be happy with ourselves. And I think, you know, right off the bat, that puts it in a negative light that we're not good enough or, you know, um, that we're there, we need to lose a part of ourselves in order to be good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think just the um, phrasing that we use around it, just the term weight loss Mm-hmm. A loss is something that nobody wants, even if we think it's something we want to lose or we something we don't want to have just to say we're trying to lose something mm-hmm. puts it in a negative context. You're right. It presumes you have too much of something and you're because of that, you're bad. <laughs> right. And, and it is kind of counterintuitive to say that what we want is to lose you know, if you're going into any kind of competition or any kind of, you know, 
election, not that we want to bring that up, <laughs> but it's, um, nobody wants to lose, you know? So it, it doesn't, to me, it, it seems like you're working against your own mind and spirit when you say my goal is to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so negative mindset and body image hurt us in so many ways. I mean, we, first of all, it makes us feel like we're not enough. And when we don't feel like we're enough, that trickles down into every relationship and everything we do because we lack self-confidence, we lack self-love. Um, how else do you think, you know, this negative mindset and body image hurts us? I mean, like you said, you know, you can't, it, it affects every relationship because mm-hmm. you can't fully love someone else unless you love yourself. You can't help anybody unless you're okay. Like you need to take care of yourself first. And, and when you're constantly putting yourself down mm-hmm. and you're constantly believing that you're not good enough, that's going to hurt every other aspect of your life. And it's going to make it very difficult for you to achieve your goals, you know, if, because now you've got, you're already starting from a place of, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And you're starting from, you know, in order to become good enough, my goal is to lose something, which is a a negative way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And then if you're telling yourself you're not good enough, you're not going to have the confidence to achieve those goals, it, the confidence you're in your own ability to. So it's just, um, you know, it's, it's not helpful when we're trying to accomplish something to tell ourselves that we're already not good enough to get there. Right. I think it's going to lead to failure ultimately, because the minute, the minute you fall off your, I don't know, your diet protocol or whatever. And mm-hmm. what do we do? We beat ourselves up, right? right. And right. you say, oh, well, I, I did just as poorly as I thought I would. <laughs> right. And then you give up and throw in the towel and then, you know, everything gets kind of derailed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you're almost in a worse place than you were before. Cause now you're, you're adding the failure right. on top of, you know, already feeling lousy. So I don't expect, you know, our views, our society, our societal and cultural views on beauty (laughs) to change anytime soon. Maybe there's a slow change happening, but, but here in America, I don't expect us to see a major change in our lifetime. So how can we put a positive spin on these negative thoughts that almost seem hardwired for us? Um, how do we, how do we change it for ourselves? What, where do we start? Um, I mean, my, my personal feeling on it is, um, I look at the, the positives and just like the, um, really amazing things surrounding this whole topic of, you know, body and health and nutrition. So, I, um, you know, as I got older and, um, use my body in ways that I don't take for granted anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, I 
do, I'm very active and I do things. I chose to focus on what my body can do and be really grateful, like practicing a lot of gratitude for what our bodies can do. And even just, it's, you know, I had um, actually the best argument I ever heard for being vegan came from somebody who was not vegan, but he was a homeopathy professor in Australia. And he said, it's spiritually lazy to eat meat because what our bodies can put together from plant foods, how it can make everything we need is magic. And that really changed my perspective and made me just so grateful for what my body can do because it's amazing. It's, it's magic. And just choosing to focus on things like that um, instead of, you know, I don't like the way my stomach looks. Mm-hmm. I don't like, because when you think about just how amazing everything your body can do is, how it looks becomes less significant. That's such a powerful point to make because um, our, our bodies are amazing machines. Um, they truly, truly are. And wow, how profound what that, what that professor shared with you. That is, right. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, I like what you said too, about being, being grateful for this body, you know, just saying, I'm, I'm grateful that I can walk. You know, I'm grateful that, that I'm upright, that, you know, um, I can do things a lot of people can't do as well. I mean, being grateful for, um, just being able to care for yourself is, is really huge, but God, you're so right. Our bodies are brilliant machines. Um, so, so we decide we're going to put a positive spin and, and don't you think just that we need, we need both a healthy roadmap nutritionally, as well as mindset shift. Can one exist without the other when you're, when you're trying to achieve health by losing weight? I think kind of one feeds into the other, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that when you respect your body and you are fascinated by what your body can do, mm-hmm. you naturally want to put things in your body that's, that are going to be helpful Mm -hmm. for you and going to be Mm -hmm. healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, clearly everybody could use some guidance and well, most people could use some guidance on what that is, you know, what is healthy, what, what is going to help, help me, um, achieve that optimal health or improve my health anyway. So, um, I do, you know, definitely some, basic nutrition education. And, you know, that's what something that I work with my patients on is just, um, educating them on, on what is good for your body. And then building this mindset of, I want to put things in my body that are good for me. Mm -hmm. And I think they go hand in hand. So can you, can you share with us some just really basic, healthy nutrition principles? during weight reduction? I mean, obviously this isn't going to be a a specific or entire plan, but uh, just some basic principles. Yeah. Um, Well, one thing that I try to convey to my patients is um, if you think about 
how many steps did it take for the food on your plate to come from nature and get to you? You know, how many steps from nature to your plate did it have to go through? The fewer the steps, the better. So, you know, if you pluck an apple off a tree and you eat it, that's no steps. It didn't have to be processed. It didn't have to be, you know, nothing had to be added to it or anything. You just, it comes from nature just the way it is and we Mm -hmm. eat it. And those are the healthiest foods. Those are always going to be the healthiest options is anything that's, you know, a whole single ingredient, unprocessed, real food. Um, That's awesome. And I, I, you know, a lot of people ask me about um, specific diets for, especially for weight loss. Should I go keto? Should I go vegetarian? Should I go pescatarian? You know, there's labels that we like to throw on. Too many. (laughs) Right. And, and, you know, a lot of people want to wear a label. Um, And, and I get that, you know, it kind of makes you feel like you're part of a club or, you know, you, you have an identity of sorts. Mm -hmm. And so people labels appeal to people. We can see that just in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always say, if you really want to wear a label, be a qualitarian. So just eat quality foods. And quality foods are those foods that come from nature pretty much just the way we eat them. Mm -hmm. That is really, really wonderful. Um, I like that. Qualitarian. I I was just thinking about the different diets and labels and how you said it makes you feel like you belong to a club. And that's all part of getting people to buy in to to, you know, weight loss programs and things, right? I mean, um, and the community aspect is important. So yes, that, that does have some, I guess, gets some credit, you know, but uh, you're so right. Um, Okay. So we were talking about um, the different types of diets. Are there any, any weight loss diets or myths that you can just throw right out of the park for us or that get, get them right out of our arsenal of possible <laughs> tools to use. Tell us which ones are absolutely horrifying or tell us something we need to know, something that drives you nuts, things, you know, weight loss diets or myths that, that we need to debunk. Um, well, there's no one size fits all. Okay. Um, a lot of people come and ask me, well, my friend did this and lost 40 pounds, um, may have gained it all back, but they lost 40 pounds. So Mm -hmm. should I do that? Well, you're, you're your own individual person and your body is going to work differently from the next person's body from the next person's body. Um, and your lifestyle is going to be different. And so there's no, there's no one size fits all approach. There's no magic bullet kind of thing that works for everybody because either your body doesn't work the same way as the next person or your mind and your lifestyle don't work the same way. And so what that person's doing is not going to be sustainable for you and it's not going to be realistic. And we need to come up with your plan, your own personal thing. Um, There's, 
no magic pills. There's no magic supplements. I get people asking me about supplements all the time too. Um, you know, and, and there, there may be a place for supplements in health and in weight management. Um, but there's no magic supplement that, Oh, as long as you take this pill or as long as you drink this powder, you're going to magically lose weight. It just doesn't work like that. And I, understand that the marketing behind some of these products is so powerful. Um, you know, I've been asked by people who they know, you know, they, they've known me for years and years mm -hmm. and we've talked about these things, but they just have to ask like just on the off chance that there might be something out there because people want to want to believe that there is. They do. They do. And when you hear of something new, especially you're like, Oh my God, that this is it. This is, <laughs> this right. is what I'm, I'm lacking in my weight loss plan. And this is the one. Like they just discovered some new herb in South Africa that's going to do it. And you know, this is, this must be the thing because they just found it in yeah. the wilderness and right. it's just, it not. just showed up on my Insta feed. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, it must be the one. Well, if you um, read it on the internet, it must be true. That's yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I guess, um, I don't know. I believe in when you're trying to do something, you know, make a change that's going to be lifelong versus um, temporary. Mm -hmm. You need expert help. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, yes, there are some changes we can make at home on our own. Certainly we're very resourceful humans. The internet can be a very good place to learn and self-educate, but I really believe in, you know, using experts as, as a resource because um, they know the best. So I, I really think there's a, a huge place for um, people to get professional help for a weight loss plan that they want to be permanent. You know, if you want to do this one more time and that's it, I think, I think getting, you know, a professional consultation at least is something very worthwhile. Um, so, and I think, uh, again, I'm, I'm looking at my questions here and looking at the script and we, <laughs> we just touched on permanent changes versus temporary. And, and, you know, you had, you had mentioned, um, somebody who lost 40 pounds and then gained it all back. I think our, our approach needs to be, I want to do this one last time. I want to be healthy. I don't, you know what I mean? I, so many of us look at it as getting to a weight loss goal or something like that, but really our mindset should be, I'm doing this to get healthy. And I don't even know what number that looks like on right. the scale. Right. Um, what, what else can we do to, I don't know, talk ourselves into this being permanent versus temporary? Well, I think it has to be enjoyable, right? I mean, mm -hmm. food is such a part of our culture. It's part of every celebration. And sometimes it's part of, you know, consoling ourselves too. Sure. Um, and I think that any type of nutrition or health change that you want to be permanent has 
it has to be enjoyable. I, I always want my patients to enjoy their food. I want them to enjoy their lives. I want them to, um, don't eat, you know, plain kale because you think it's healthy for you and you think you have to, and you hate every bite of it, you know, learn to make healthy recipes that you enjoy Mm -hmm. so that you keep doing it and it will be motivating in itself Mm -hmm. because you're going to look forward to, you know, I just, I made a salad last night that was like, I put cauliflower and apples and pumpkin seeds and just stuff that I like. And Mm -hmm. I mixed it in with my spinach and, you know, I looked forward to that salad when I was making it. I looked forward to, I've looked forward to making healthy dinners like all day because I just, I really enjoy that food. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, making it something that you look forward to that you enjoy is just helps it become permanent because you don't want to stop. So important because so many of the, you know, fatty type, fad type diets are, packed with stuff no one likes to eat. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, it, I guess when you think about it, how is that supposed to stick or how, I don't know, it just uh, makes so much sense. When I'm talking to you, everything makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> um you talked briefly about supplements and I know, um, there's, this is a huge topic. We can't possibly unpack, unpack <laughs> the whole thing, but it can, is there a recommended supplement while you're trying to lose weight? Should, should you be on a multivitamin? Should you be on, uh, I don't know, is there something in general that we should know? Um, I think that there are supplements that can be helpful, um, but not necessary. I think that, you know, having a decent protein powder can help if you're kind of in a pinch and, you know, you need something. That's something that I talk about a lot with my patients is consistent protein intake. Um, So, you know, having a good plant-based, soy-free, relatively natural um, protein powder can be helpful, I think, but it's certainly not necessary. Um, I always try to encourage my patients to get as much of what they need as possible from food, from food. Right. Um, but you know, things like, um, a good quality protein powder, um, or a good multivitamin can be, um, just like little insurance policies sure. that in case we happen to be lacking something, we've got kind of a backup in there. Mm-hmm you know, to help. Um, the one supplement that I would say I, I haven't met a person, especially in this geographical area who couldn't benefit from it is vitamin D because we just don't get enough sunlight to make the vitamin D that we need. Um, but other than that, you know, I just, I try to encourage people to get what they need from food mostly. And Mm -hmm. then if you want to have a good quality basic supplement as a little backup plan, then, um, you know, you you can do that too. Mm -hmm. You're the second naturopath that I've talked to that is recommending vitamin D. Um, so I think for our listeners, um, do a little research, 
it's, you'd have to take a ton of it to, to have too much. So most of us need way more of it than we're getting. Most of us are at low levels. And even though we might be in a therapeutically normal window, if you want to prevent disease, you need higher levels. Um, so just a, another plug for vitamin D there. <laughs> right. um, <clears throat> so and the other thing about yeah. um, supplemental vitamin D, the reason why I recommend it is because it is one of the vitamins that is difficult to get from food. There is, there are only, you know, very few food sources of vitamin D because we're intended to make it from the sun. So um, that's one supplement that I do wholeheartedly believe in. Mm, do you have a brand that you, that you like? No, not really. I just generally recommend vitamin D3. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the supplements are D2 and your body just has to take D2 through an extra step. And if for whatever reason you are, mm -hmm. um, you know, having difficulty doing that, mm -hmm. you may not be able to convert it to D3, which is the, the usable form. So mm -hmm. I, I say, you know, just then skip that part and mm -hmm just take supplemental D3. Mm -hmm. um, you had talked briefly about protein and um, there's a lot of protein powders out there too, but this is just one more example I, of why I think <clears throat> professionals can really be helpful because most people don't even know how much protein they should be taking in daily and what kind of protein what kind of protein powder they should take. So just other reasons why I think it, it really helps to get a little bit of professional help when you're starting out on this road. If you are really in it for the win, you know, to make some permanent changes. Um, so before we get into what services you provide um, at, at your business, um, is there one one thing you want to share with any women who are listening, who might be struggling uh, right now with being overweight and negative body image. Do you have, do you have one message, one pearl to share with us? Um, I know there's too many. I know it's, so, there's, so, <clears throat> uh, it's just such a, it's such a huge topic. Um, just be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself you know, when you're thinking about your body and, um, your journey mm -hmm. in this, talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend, you know, just be, be kind to yourself because we're all doing the best we can with what we've got. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's all we can do. And so, um, you know, you can't beat yourself up over that. So I think just be kind with yourself um, because when you believe in yourself, you believe in your, um, your worth and your um, abilities and, you know, the, just the, how, how amazing you really are, that makes everything just easier and mm. just it puts everything in a different light. Thank you. And I think, <clears throat> I think too, it's just to go hand in hand with that. You're, you're going to fall. You're going to have bad days, you know, where you 
go off plan. Mm -hmm. And if you beat yourself up over that stuff, um, you're just perpetuating the cycle. You're just going to keep going around and around and, and things aren't going to get better. So thank you for that. Um, So tell us. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. um, I always let my, my patients know that I don't expect perfection. Nobody's going to do this perfectly. I don't eat, you know, perfectly, whatever that means. Um, And so just, I think being imperfect is expected and normal. You know, it's almost like it's, it's perfect to be imperfect. Absolutely. So tell us about the wellness RD and what you do there. Um, Okay. So the wellness RD is my company and I, provide um, individual nutrition counseling. And I also present to groups. Um, I do seminars at workplaces or um, I've, you know, presented on nutrition topics from everybody from like Girl Scouts to uh, law firms to, you know, um, wherever I'm needed. So um, any kind of nutrition education or counseling that's mm-hmm. what i what i offer so you do one on one you do speaking uh for for um events and groups mm-hmm. and then do you do any type of like group counseling things or it's all individual um so far it's individual mm-hmm. but um i have kind of talked about potentially starting some groups. Um, Mm -hmm. So that could be a future endeavor. Nice. And I'm sure you've done some virtual work uh, during the pandemic. So is that, is that you're doing that now? Um, I have been doing um, mostly just kind of keeping up with like social media and that kind of thing, just Mm -hmm. keeping the information getting out there. so that, you know, my patients and my, my followers are getting some kind of support in during this interim. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are your sessions with them virtual? Or are you seeing people in office right now? Um, I haven't been seeing people in office. Mm-hmm. I, but I can do, um, I've been doing some telemed and, um, well, I do, see patients through another medical practice. So Mm -hmm. I have been seeing patients there in person Mm -hmm. and through Mm -hmm. telemed. Um, But then my own patients through my company, I haven't gone back to in person yet, Mm -hmm. but hopefully soon. Yeah. Because I'm (laughs) I'm sure you do. You're very, you've just got such a a nice touch. I'm sure they're, they're missing you too. Um, so where can our listeners find you online and on social? Um, so you can visit my website, which is wellrd.com, W-E-L-L-R-D.com. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at the wellness RD and Facebook same thing, facebook.com slash the wellness RD. 
Beautiful. Well, I can't thank you enough for spending this hour with us. Um, this was packed with just some really wonderful, wonderful things to help us uh, create a better mindset and approach so that if we have a good approach, we can, we can do this health thing right. <laughs> Um, such a pleasure, Jess. I really, really am grateful for your time and your expertise, and I wish you well in the new year. And uh, for our listeners, I'm going to post um, Jess's information in the description of the podcast so you can find her easily. And so officially, uh, this is This Girl Puts Out Podcast, and we are signing off. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real-life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com.